This week on the Indo Daily. I asked her to leave me alone. I felt like she was harassing me and she was insistent that, you know, these were just coincidences. Catherine Martin, she is in favour of scrapping the TV licence and giving money to RT direct from the exchequer. Tonish Michael Martin, dead set against it. No way, not happening. Find and follow us at all the usual spots and over on the Irish Independent website. On this week's Big Tech Show, you might not think it could happen to you, but our guest this week explains how a significant number of Irish people may be falling victim to romance frauds online. Victims can feel a misplaced sense of shame. People can blame themselves. They feel embarrassed. And so they don't want to tell family, friends. They don't want to report it to the police. In some cases, of course, the victims are already in relationships. They're married. They have an extra reason to keep that quiet. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. Platforms. And Connor, you want to start with the latest entry into the Guinness Book of Cute Kerry Whores? Ah, no, I, I, I just I was caught by one quote from Eamon Fitzmaurice this week, and I do think he's in an awkward spot because, you know, while it never takes very much for a Kerry manager to talk up an opposition, it's it probably a little bit more difficult for Eamon this week, given that they've already beaten Clare and already beaten them easily. But uh, no, the quote I saw was. Um, uh, if I didn't say it in the press conference after the Clare game, we were definitely commenting on it ourselves that they would be around for the summer because they've got a lot of good footballers. They play attractive football and they're well coached. Now, while I don't doubt that Eamon Fitzmaurice did have that conversation, it just might be a case of, uh, you know, the county decried wolf a small bit. Tomás, is is it a difficult fixture for, for Eamon and the Kerry squad to deal with given the 12-point margin back in June? Yeah, I think it is, but... Um I'm not sure, like, you know, I think Kerry, the one thing we used to always do when we were there, and Eamon was part of that, was you respected every opposition. And you, I think Kerry will do their homework. I think, um, you know, Clare have had a great summer. There's no doubt about that. And some of their players that have been highlighted over the last few weeks, probably, and then the likes of Gary Brennan and all these fellas, I think it's, it's for the likes of Kerry, they will kind of quench those fires fairly early. And if Clare can come with something else after that, which I don't think they will be able to uh, very well and done night. But it, it's a hard game. It definitely is. I mean, there was no way, even back in the day, like you would never, ever think that your your route to a possible semi-final would be, you know, Clare, Tipperary, Clare. And uh, look, I suppose that's a, an argument for the old system and the way it is and all that. But... Clare or Kerry will respect Clare and they'll do their homework on them they'll do everything right uh, but it, it, there's a sense of look it's inevitable enough that, that Kerry should be winning you know I, I, they did uh, rack up 17 points against Kerry and they have probably improved since but Kerry will have improved as well and uh, I think it'll be I think it'll be close enough for 40-50 minutes or something but you'd, you'd have to expect that Kerry will pull away in the end They've had a chance to improve two matches, of course. They've had three qualifier outings and, and they seem to have been getting better with each one. Kerry have only played one match, the Munster final, in between. Is there a possibility that there could be some ring rust there? Yeah, well, look, Frank, you have it. And this is my beef with everything. Everybody says, oh, cheers, Kerry are fresh coming in. Kerry would play roughly two games in eight weeks in the middle of the summer. And that, for me, is madness. Like, you know, ideally, it would be great to have a situation where you're playing maybe worst case scenario every three weeks I mean you don't learn or you don't I mean we went through the back door a couple of times and games is where you learn like you can play all the training you want inside in Garney or whatever but you won't learn as much as you would in a championship match 
And um, I, I think this was always a game, the quarterfinal was always a game, Kerry, where we were maybe vulnerable. And um, I don't think we'll be questioned enough. And it's no disrespect to Clare or anything like that, but I, I just think that it'll be a tough game for the players to get their heads around, to make sure they give a performance, a 70-minute performance, and that they're tuned in for it. But they should be beating them. And you're going to then possible game against the Dubs, and are you going to be tested properly? I think that should be the big question mark left after it's the game. It's probably, probably nothing new either. Like in the last few weeks, or in the last few years in All-Ireland quarterfinals, they've had Cavan, they've had Limerick, they had Kild- like they put a ridiculous score on Kildare in the All-Ireland quarterfinal last year. And I think the only... The only benefits from that game last year was you could see that the fellas on the pitch knew that they were playing for their places in the team for the All-Ireland semi-final and that's why they went to town on Kildare but I don't know if if, if they kind of open up a, a big early lead here which you'd nearly expect them to do in Crow Park after 25 minutes will they maybe rein in their horses a small bit? Yeah, well, I'm not sure about that. I, I, I think... Um if you go back to and Tomas, remember, it was 2006. Um, Kerry were very lucky to get out of it that night. I think they had had a chance for a goal at the end and they butchered it. Um, so I take Tomas's point that if they are ever vulnerable, it's now. But um, it, it looks like a huge leap for Clare. I was down at that game and they were very competitive, very well organised to have five or six fellas up the middle who are as good as anything. Like you know, And it's not just Gary Brennan, there's others. Um, but I'm not sure that they can do it for 70 minutes and in in uh, in Crow Park against Kerry who just do this sort of thing and it comes natural like Tomás there's there's lots of selection issues for Raymond Fitzmaurice to get his head around over the past week or two where where do you think the key areas are I think well midfield be a key area for Kerry I think um one difference I suppose that I've noticed is uh, the kickouts I think uh Brian Kelly is going shorter I think it has to be an option for them the way they set up and the way they tackle from the 45-yard line back. Um, I think, look, it's a tough game. It's a very, very tough game for Kerry. I do think, and I'm not saying it'll be tough in terms of getting over the line or whatever, but they need to be, they'll have one eye possibly on Dublin. And whatever way they set up the next day, I, I don't think they can afford to play and kind of send out a team that will play a different style than what they will against Dublin. I think whatever style they play again the next day, I think it'll be a follow-on from the Tipperary game. Uh, but there are, look, I mean, I don't think we couldn't be happy with your defence. Uh, and when I say couldn't be happy, I mean, I do think they're, 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 at stages, there's still gaps back there. I think at midfield, we could be improving as well. And I think in the forward line, we could be actually improving also. You know, I think there's plenty of work for Eamon Fitzmaurice in between the games. I think there's too much of a gap in between the games itself. And hopefully, you know, we'll see something different uh, from Kerry on Sunday. You know, I, I, I think you'll see you learn most from Kerry in the first half on on Sunday. Tomás, um, Tomás, I wonder what you think of the two guys who come in, uh, Brino Bjorglock and Tyg Morley. Like, I suppose to the rest of us, they're not really that well known. I suppose you'd know yeah. Brian fairly well. Like, what is Eamon doing there? Is 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 he is he looking for a bit of extra pace, or is he looking to add depth to his panel? And do you think he'll go back to the likes of Mark and? Still look to maybe Aidan O'Mahony when it comes to it, or or what? What's the thinking there? Well, like, I think, I think like I think it was a kind of a half a bold decision to bring the boys in because it would have been hard on him. And like you had the likes of Mark, you had the likes of Aidan Mahoney. Uh, I know Aidan played the last day, but that was because Peter Crowley was injured. Um, I, the one thing, look, Brian Begley is a good player for me, and I think the modern defender is a different animal than what, what was there fifteen twenty years ago. I think. 
as, as well as doing your defensive duties, you need to be able to punch holes up the far side. I think Brian Begley does it. I think Ty Marley, for me, sometimes, I don't know is it that he's given a job to man mark or whatever, but for me, he could be getting forward that little bit more. Uh, I think definitely he has the legs. I mean, he was above him Crow Park with his own club and he was driving up the field from full-back position. Um, there's no doubt about his defensive qualities, but I think as a defender in the modern game, you're, you need to kind of get the balance of... of being able to attack and, and getting back into a position as quick. Uh, you see Tyrone are at it, Donegal are obviously at it for a few years. Um, but I, I, I mean, I definitely, I, I, I would have seen more of, of, of Brian Begley, obviously, uh, a graphic man. And I think he's a man for the future. Any guy who's after coming out of the minors and gets a starting place with Kerry is going to be a serious footballer. I think he's a man for the future. Um, I don't think you'll see the best of him this year, possibly because of, of him being so young and all that, but he's a confident young lad, and I think it is a good decision by Eamon. You know, that at some stage you're you're going to have to. You can't go with the same fellas all the time. Um, it's mix it up, and I, I think you know I think the two lads will play at the weekend. But for for me, if if Marley got up the field a little bit more, I'd like to see him on the ball a bit more. Ross, do you think we'll see uh, James O'Donoghue from the start on Sunday? And is it a case that Kerry need to see him from the start? Yeah, well, look, I mean, geez, every year, start of the year down in Kerry, it's, it's talk of All-Ireland or nothing. And I think you're going absolutely nowhere unless, especially with the Gooch injured, if 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 you don't have the likes of, you know, up front, I, I think you're, you're going to be in trouble. I think he's a he's a special player. I don't think he's, he's the kind of player, he's a confident player that I know he's been out for a while, I know he's been injured, but hopefully I think he's the kind of confidence that, that won't bother him, it won't mentally bother him. And I think he can slot in now. He's had a couple of uh, club games and uh, hasn't shot the lights out. But you'd have to be hopeful any man that can get up to Crow Park for quarterfinal that he get his gander up. And I think, um, I, like, if Kerry have any ambition at all at all, especially maybe if they get over clear, if they meet the dubs, you're going to need a fit James. I don't know, no doubt about that. The midfield choice would be interesting this weekend as well because it kind of changes a little bit when you go to Crow Park. Um, I, I'm sure in an ideal world Anthony Marr will be there um, but I wonder who will go in alongside him do they still see Donaghy as a midfielder to start champ- meaningful championship matches um, do they see him that way uh, what's David Moran's form like I think that's going to be very interesting what he goes mobility with mobility is the thing as well Like going into the All-Ireland final last year I think David Moran would have been I think he was actually favourite for footballer the year with most bookies and like by the end of the All-Ireland final Brian, Menton, or Brian Fenton was um Brian Menton. Brian Menton, yeah. Brian, Fen- Brian Fenton was man of the match in the All Ireland final and he'd actually won the All Star and, and Moran hadn't, you know. And it was his mobility more than anything else that, that kind of polaxed David Moran just because every time he turned around Fenton was popping up in the in in um in Kerry's forty five. He hit the post, like he, he had a couple of good chances and he scored a nice point. So like the yeah, one thing that kicked the ball, wasn't it? Kerry Kerry obviously very good under high ball and everything else in midfield, but you know, that mobility in the middle of the park is something that they if you go through the list of their options, the, the, the accepted options, they don't have a whole pile yeah, Dublin of Dublin tend not to raffle the ball, they tend not to no. go along with their kickers. Tomás, have you any view on, on maybe the ideal midfield pairing with a view to Dublin, potentially, uh, at the end of August? Yeah, look, I, I, any time the, the Kerry midfield is mentioned to me now lately, it's all about is there a lack of base around it. And look, arguably, you could say there is, you know, but at the same time, they haven't been shown up yet the problem is you're not going to be compared until you meet Dublin and if you do meet Dublin that's what you're going to be compared on I think at the start of the year 
everybody would have said in Kerry that Maher and probably Moore would have been your two men that you would have gone to. Now, uh, Maher had an injury, and I suppose David hasn't been playing as consistently as he would have been this time last year. Um, and two lads, to be fair, to them, have done well. Like, and but I do think, look, it, it's it's a case of, and I, I I mentioned this already. Where if you watch Brian Kelly Sunday, I guarantee you he will be picking off short kickouts a lot more. I think that's one difference from last year that Kerry had. Kerry Raw was bombing it down the middle, and it's a bit too predictable. I think Brian Fenton is probably. I think he's a very intelligent footballer for a young fella. He's absolutely, if you watch him, he cushions everything for Keanu Sullivan behind him. He doesn't uh, commit himself forward too much. And he is a very clever footballer. And I suppose you, you look at the other, in my eyes, the other top midfielder in the country at the moment, Matty Donnelly, and how mobile he is. Um, so, look, I, I'm not sure. I don't think, you see, this weekend now you're going to play a clear. And you have, I suppose, two of the, I won't say the old-style midfielders, but Gary Brennan is a guy who can get up and down the field. Carl O'Connor the same. And they've scored 1-4, I think, from play the two of them between them uh, in the last game before it. And uh, look, I, I don't think the midfield will be tested like they will be against Dublin on Sunday. So, uh, look, I, I actually think you could possibly, and this is the worry for Kerry, you could possibly face in the dubs and still question marks about a lot of issues, really, and we feel is one of those issues that would be questions, let's say, yeah.